Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Monday, December 12th. And we start with local news. Columbia City Council concluded its regular meeting last week by bidding a fond farewell to its long-serving Columbia Vice Mayor, Krista Martin, and in a big way. Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder announced the city has decided to surprise Martin by renaming a park community center that has been especially near and dear to her heart. The Fairview Park Community Center will soon read its new title as the Dr. Krista Seacrest Martin Community Center as a tribute to her 30 years of service. After five years, as well as nearly $250,000 spent for renovations, including the center's kitchen, restrooms, ballroom, and foyer, it is now one of the most used park centers for special guests, weddings, and recreational activities. Not one... Not only will this be a lasting example of her legacy for years to come, it also wasn't easy keeping the surprise a secret from the outgoing vice mayor, Mayor Mulder said. Keeping a secret from Krista Martin is not an easy thing, let me tell you, Mulder said, but it's been a fun project to work on. I think it is so appropriate, but more importantly, it has been fun serving with her. Tonight has been an important night to honor the service that Krista Martin has given to this community, he said. Martin indeed was surprised at the announcement, moving her to tears. She also joked about how it isn't easy keeping such a big secret from her, as one of her passions has been staying involved in nearly all aspects of city business. I am never unaware of what's going on with city council, so I can say, you got me, Martin joked. In addition, Martin was also presented with an honorary plaque in appreciation and recognition from the city. Though she is retiring after 30 years on city council, Martin will continue serving on the city's planning commission, fulfilling an unexpired term through December of 2023, which will be left vacant by incoming Vice Mayor Randy McBroom, who will be sworn into office in January. Martin concluded Thursday's meeting by giving a speech thanking city staff, friends, citizens, and her family for their support for her role in civil service all of these years. To work with City Council for 30 years was priceless, Martin said. I cannot leave here without thanking the multiple department heads who made many strategic and creative decisions for Columbia and the hundreds of employees that did the work for our citizens. The current leadership at the City of Columbia from the City Manager Tony Massey and his department heads, I owe you a big thank you for always answering my questions with details and a smile, she said. Martin also read a long list of accomplishments City Council has made during her tenure, from street paving to creating new jobs, city park renovations, new fire stations, and other infrastructure. My City Council goal was one big goal, and it was simple. Just leave Columbia better than you found it, Martin said. May you have enough happiness to make you happy, trials to keep you strong, sorrow to keep you human, hope to keep you thoughtful, failure to keep you humble, success to keep you eager, friends to give you comfort, faith and courage in yourself and to encourage others, and wealth to keep your daily needs and enough determination to make each day better than yesterday. Thank you, and God bless Columbia, the state of Tennessee, and the United States of America. It's been a great ride, and I thank you so much, she said. Columbia State Community College celebrated 132 degree and certificate candidates as they crossed the stage during the commencement ceremony in the Webster Athletic Center on Saturday, December 10th. 
Dr. Janet F. Smith, Columbia State President, opened the ceremony by welcoming degree and certificate candidates, faculty, staff, and guests. Today is a special day for several reasons, Dr. Smith said. First and foremost, it is a day of celebration of accomplishments. It is a day of recognition that these soon-to-be graduates set a goal and accomplished it. Dr. Smith introduced alum Elizabeth Crutcher as the guest speaker for the fall commencement ceremony. She's the operational coordinator for the Solvay Manufacturing site in Mount Pleasant, where she supports the team in various capacities, such as assisting with human resources, safety, communications, and employee engagement. Smith highlighted Crutcher, who attended Columbia Central High School, graduated in 19, graduating in 1975. She then graduated from Columbia State Community College in 1977 with an Associate of Science degree in Secretarial Science, receiving both the Business and English Awards. She graduated summa cum laude from Bethel University in 2007 with a Bachelor of Science degree in Management and Organizational Development. Crutcher began by thanking the college for the opportunity. She then reflected on a recent program in her position designed to help women learn how to embrace their ambitions. I marvel at how this opportunity presented itself at the same time I was participating in a program geared at learning to trust my instincts, reach out to other people, build a network, and step out of my comfort zone, Crutcher said. Yes, even at this stage of my life, I needed help. Dr. Smith's invitation arrived just a few days after I had completed a work-related challenge that I had chosen for myself as part of the program. Her invitation was another opportunity for me to come out of my comfort zone, she said. Crutcher went on to encourage graduates with a piece of advice from her own mother. If you can fix the problem, do it. If you can't, don't worry about it because worrying won't help. Own your mistakes and find someone who can help you with it. You are here today because you have reached an exciting milestone, but it doesn't stop there, Crutcher said. I believe you will go on to accomplish great things and you will think of the professors, classmates, and friends that helped you along the way. Crutcher closed her address with offering another piece of advice to the graduates. Wisdom comes in all shapes and sizes. We mustn't let it pass us by. We must keep our eyes open for people who have our best interests at heart. I congratulate you on your success in reaching this milestone, and I encourage you to continue to learn from the past and embrace the future. I truly believe that life is a journey, not a race, and I encourage you to please try to enjoy the ride. Closing the ceremony, the alumni induction of new graduates was presented by Molly Rogers, Columbia State alum and instructor of business, and Ala Mohammed, fall 2022 graduate and member of the President's Leadership Society. Mohammed was also honored with a medallion at the commencement ceremony. The establishment of this society was based on the belief that leadership is inherent to our lives and that we all have leadership roles, Dr. Smith said. The President's Leadership Society is open to all students at Columbia State and requires only their commitment to involvement for learning, participation, and helping others, she said. Formed in the spring of 2011, PLS is a free leadership training program focused on developing a student's unique leadership skills from their first semester through graduation. The program focuses on participation in college-sponsored programs that promote educational attainment, career choices, volunteerism, and civic responsibility. During the course of the program, students will attend a leadership retreat, enjoy exposure to the arts, participate in workshops and campus life, develop civic understanding, and give back to the community through volunteerism. 
Murray Regional Medical Center has been ranked number one in Tennessee for medical excellence in major orthopedic surgery and for patient safety, safety and joint replacement in the 2023 Care Checks Awards by Quantros Incorporated. Murray Regional Medical Center also ranked number one in the market for medical excellence in hip fracture care, as well as major orthopedic surgery for patient safety and heart failure treatment and joint replacement. In addition, Murray Regional Medical Center was recognized as being the, in the top 10% in the nation in the following areas. Under medical excellence, gallbladder removal, hip fracture care, joint replacement, orthopedic care, major orthopedic surgery, spinal fusion, and spinal surgery. Under patient safety, they were recognized for chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, heart failure treatment, joint replacement, major orthopedic surgery, pneumonia care, spinal fusion, and spinal surgery. Murray Regional's rankings in this year's Care Checks Awards by Quantros further demonstrate our commitment to providing top-notch patient care, said Murray Regional Health CEO Dr. Martin Cheney. I'm proud of our physicians and staff for their dedication to our patients. Without them, this type of recognition would not be possible, he said. CareChecks evaluates the performance of more than 4,700 hospitals across the nation with awards based on cumulative performance across the most recent three years of public data. Evaluations for medical quality include processes of care, outcomes of care, and patient experiences in the areas of medical excellence and patient safety. The results enable healthcare organizations to compare their performance against other providers in the nation, region, state, and market. CareChecks awards are powered by Quantros Quality Outcomes Analytics software. Quantros is a leading provider of software-based solutions and services to healthcare. Unlike other publicly available award rankings, CareChecks awards are based on comprehensive risk adjustment methodology and do not include any self-reported data. You can visit murrayregional.com forward slash carechecks, that's C-A-R-E-C-H-E-X, to view additional 2023 CareChecks rankings. Late last week, the District Attorney's Office held their annual memorial event for the victims of homicide over the last year. WKOM WKRM's Delk Kennedy attended the event and spoke with District Attorney General Brent Cooper, as well as some other of the attendees. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Tonight I am at an event sponsored by the District Attorney's Office for the 22nd Judicial Districts. That's Giles, Murray, Lawrence, and Wayne Counties. Uh, they have put together here at the Baptist Church in Columbia a night to honor uh, victims of homicide, the loved ones and relatives of those uh, who have been lost to homicide in these four counties. Uh, General Cooper, tell us what this night was about. It was just a chance for the families of uh, people that have lost loved ones to homicide to to come together, to hopefully meet each other, meet someone that's that's been in their shoes, and especially to honor the loved one that they lost. And we don't we do it at the holiday season for a reason, and that's because. Uh, Everyone I talk to that's lost a loved one says this is the toughest time of year, and uh, our hope is that this this little event here will help them kind of start the holiday season, the Christmas season, uh, with a positive note uh, of love and honor for the the person that they lost. Wow! And of course, what these families and loved ones have done here tonight—you have a wreath for the. Giles, Wayne, Lawrence, and Murray County Courthouses, they have each brought ornaments to be attached to the wreaths, and then these wreaths will be hung in the respective courthouses until Christmas, a a very special thing. 
That's right, and it's it's a reminder for other people that that'll travel through those courthouses. Uh, just remind them that there are families out there, uh, like the beautiful ones that were here tonight, uh, that have lost loved ones to homicide. Hopefully, it'll raise awareness and uh, just help people to to hold their loved ones closer. Just seeing those. Wow. We also heard uh, the speaker tonight was the Reverend Tim Cunningham. He's from Lawrence County. But not only is he a a pastor in uh, the Baptist Church down in northern Mississippi, he lost his son uh, to homicide uh, two years ago. Reverend Cunningham, you gave an amazing speech uh, and, of course, talked about the difficulty of your loss. But also you brought a Christian message uh, about how you were able to forgive those who killed your son. Tell us about that. Well, certainly I had went through all the struggles that anyone could be expected to face in dealing with this kind of situation. And all I can say is it's by the grace of God that I was enabled to finally reach a point where I could forgive. And I don't take the credit for that myself. I give God the glory because I know it was only by his enablement that I was able to do that. I also have with us uh, tonight Ms. Lisa James. She lost a loved one to homicide. Uh, what did this night mean to you, Ms. James? Um, well, I'm glad that they haven't forgot my son, and that and that's very important, like all the loved ones, everybody that died, that they are being remembered because we know that. A lot of times when people die, people forget. And I, I love that they are bringing this event every year. It's a painful event, but it's a bittersweet It's a bittersweet event to me. You were talking earlier about how the Reverend Cunningham's message about forgiveness meant so much to you. It did. Um, me and his son got killed together. So we had formed a, a bond. But it was Mr. Cunningham's words at the trial that helped me. And it broke something free in me to start to forgive. And it's due to him. And it was a tragic that happened. But God allowed this to happen for me just to get a message. Get a message of forgiving. And that's a blessing. Thank you, Ms. James. Again, Delk Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I'm speaking with the Reverend Tim Cunningham, Ms. Lisa James, and Attorney General Brent Cooper. Uh, we've just uh, experienced the night to honor, to honor those who have lost loved ones, relatives, uh, to homicide in the 22nd Judicial District, Giles, Lawrence, Murray, and Wayne Counties. First Farmers and Merchants Corporation, the holding company for First Farmers and Merchants Bank, has announced that Ms. Stacy Crowell has been promoted to branch manager of the Mount Pleasant office. We're pleased to announce that Stacy Crowell has accepted the promotion to branch manager in our Mount Pleasant office, Stacy Shedd, chief retail banking officer, said. Ms. Crowell joined First Farmers in 1996 and has significant experience in serving our customers in many capacities. Her promotion continues a tradition of providing career development opportunities to our valued employees. It's also worth noting that in 1909, First Farmers was founded in Mount Pleasant, so this city holds a special place in our bank's history.
Crowell was named the 2021 Best Mortgage Lender in Columbia by readers of the Daily Herald publication. Most recently, she was an assistant branch manager at the First Farmers Northside branch and has also served as customer service representative and teller at several other locations throughout the bank's Middle Tennessee region. First Farmers and Merchants Corporation is the holding company for First Farmers and Merchants Bank, a community bank serving the Middle Tennessee area through 22 offices in seven Middle Tennessee counties. As of September 20th, First Farmers reported total assets of approximately $1.9 billion, total shareholders' equity of approximately $85 million, and administered trust assets of $5.4 billion. For more information about First Farmers, you can visit their website at www.myfirstfarmers.com under Investor Relations. The King's Daughter School and Heritage Bank and Trust ask for your help to make a few Christmas wishes come true for some of the community's children in need. Pick up a wish letter from Santa's mailbox at Columbia and Mount Pleasant Heritage Bank and Trust branches. These letters are from disadvantaged King's Daughter students who will be spending Christmas on campus. Students have written down their Christmas wishes and letters to Santa. The letters have been delivered to Heritage Bank and Trust and can be picked up now and must be returned by Thursday, December 15th. Santa's mailbox should be easy to spot when you walk into a Heritage Bank and Trust lobby. Each letter contains one Christmas wish item for a student. We are so grateful to Heritage Bank and Trust for their support of our Santa's mailbox program. Many of our students cannot go home for the holidays, so the contributions of the bank, their customers, and our entire community make their Christmas wishes come true, shared King's Daughter School Executive Director, Director Shauna Pounders. Once gifts are returned, they will be wrapped by King's Daughter's staff members and placed in Santa's bag ready for delivery on Christmas Eve. The school and bank members thank you ahead of time for making help making Christmas special for each and every child at King's Daughter School. Heritage Bank and Trust has adopted hosting duties this year as a valued partner to King's Daughter School throughout its history. We are thrilled to have the opportunity to be the new host for the local holiday program for King's Daughter School said Jim Robinson, President and CEO of Heritage Bank and Trust. We are honored to partner with them to continue to support the residents of one of Murray County's best-kept secrets, he said. Santa's mailboxes are located in two Murray County Heritage Bank and Trust lobbies, one at 217 South James Campbell Street in Columbia and one at 109 South Main Street in Mount Pleasant. The King's Daughter School is a non-profit residential school that has provided academic, vocational, and life skills training to students with developmental delays for over 60 years. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have cloudy skies today with peaks of sunshine expected later in the day. The high will reach 52 degrees with winds out of the northeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect partly cloudy skies this evening becoming more cloudy overnight. The low will be 39 degrees. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important. 
but we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours, and we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia, since 1856, people you can rely on. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwenGroup, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today. 388-2090. Hello friends, this is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. Thank you seems appropriate for this time of year. At Tennessee Children's Home, we have even more to be thankful for this year. We have a new campus and have moved in. We've been overwhelmed by the support you've given us to the move to the new campus. Please continue to support us as we try to pay off this debt. Please go to our website, TennesseeChildrensHome.org, for more information. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. More than 95% of people incarcerated in Tennessee will come home. I knew it would be tough re-entering society, and I figured I would need help. It's okay. Help is available. The new Tennessee Office of Reentry helps get jobs for people who have been arrested, charged, incarcerated on probation or parole. <laughs> Man, I'm glad to get some help. For more info, go to tnworkready.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Labor and Workforce Development, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Thank <laughs> you. 
Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. The owners of Franklin Gun Shop recently pleaded guilty in U.S. District Court to obstruction of justice and making false entries regarding the disposition of firearms, announced U.S. Attorney Mark H. Wildason for the Middle Tennessee District of Tennessee. Alan Hassler, 49, Brian Hassler, 52, and Michael Hassler, 45, all of Franklin and co-owners of Franklin Gun Shop, a federal firearms licensee, or FFL, were charged in September following a federal regulatory inspection by the Bureau of Alcohol alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and explosives. Proper record-keeping is an essential requirement of all federal firearms licensees, Wildason said in a press release. When the firearms record-keeping process breaks down, the resulting implications can be disastrous and hinder law enforcement's ability to properly investigate gun crimes or keep firearms out of the hands of violent criminals and disqualified persons. I commend the ATF for their vigorous attention to this matter, he said. Court documents reflect that in 2016, the ATF performed a compliance inspection of the Franklin Gun Shop and numerous violations of applicable federal regulations regarding record-keeping were found. A follow-up inspection by the ATF in 2020 found that hundreds of firearms, out of more than 10,000 firearms in Franklin Gun Shop's inventory, were unaccounted for in the business's internal records. Over the course of the following year, hundreds of the previously unaccounted for firearms were located within the business, but as of July 2021, approximately 144 firearms could not be located. The Hasslers later provided fraudulent documentation to the ATF in an attempt to account for the missing firearms. In many cases, the Hasslers would take a completed legitimate 4473 form from a prior purchase and would add one or more of the missing firearms to the form to make it appear to regulators that these firearms had been purchased as part of that original transaction. The goal was to deceive the ATF into believing that the firearms were not missing but had been sold. Subsequent interviews by the ATF with multiple customers identified in these fraudulent forms established that these customers had not purchased the firearms attributed to them. Several of these customers produced original receipts showing that the missing firearms had not been purchased as the falsified forms indicated. ATF's core mission is to protect the public from violent crime, particularly crimes involving the use of firearms, said Marcus Watson, special agent in charge of ATF's Nashville division. An essential part of this mission is ensuring that federal firearms licensees comply with applicable federal laws and regulations, particularly implementing regulations of the Gun Control Act. This FFL committed numerous violations with the international with the intentional rather disregard of their own known legal duty and with plain indifference to their legal obligations. The ATF remains committed to ensuring public safety and compliance and enhancing the traceability of firearms, he said. If the plea agreements are accepted by the court, the Haslers have agreed to a term of three months of home detention and two years of supervised release. The Haslers have also surrendered their federal firearms license and will complete the audit in progress by the ATF. Sentencing is scheduled for May 25th of 2023. The case is being investigated by the ATF and prosecuted by Assistant U.S. Attorney Robert E. McGuire. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. The Nashville Symphony brings the spirit of New Orleans to the Shermerhorn Symphony Center, stage for a rare one-night-only performance by the Preservation Hall Jazz Band. The group will perform on Sunday, May 21st, 2023 at 7.30 p.m. Tickets are available now by going to www.nashvillesymphony.org forward slash Preservation Hall. The Saints come marching in as the Preservation Hall Jazz Band returns to the Schirmerhorn for the first time in nine years. Crescent City meets Music City for an evening filled with the imitable spirit and joie de vivre of New Orleans. NOLA is known the world over as a cultural hub where global sounds and traditions converge, mingle, and resurface, and the Preservation Hall Jazz Band is vividly embodied this tradition for more than 50 years. Again, you can get tickets at nashvillesymphony.org forward slash preservation hall. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.